K-Pop Pillow Talk includes graphic content that may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to K-Pop Pillow Talk. I'm Millie. I'm Tay. Okay, so we're getting back to the G-Idol fic that we spent like nine episodes doing. East of Eden. <laughs> East of Eden. Um... I went ahead and, like, listened to the very last episode, like, re-listened to it, because it was November the last time we oh, read wow. it. Yeah. So it definitely has been a minute. A minute. The author reached out to us and said that they were ready to update, and they updated, and I'm very excited to get back into it, especially after I re-listened to the last episode. If you haven't heard it, definitely listen to the episodes, pro- you know, the ones that we did that say G-Idol fic episode, like one through nine, or I think it was nine. Let me double check. Okay, yeah. So there are nine episodes prior to this one. This will be episode 10 on the East of Eden fic. So let me give a little synopsis for those of you who did listen to it back then and just need like a little refresher. Um, And also hi to our bingers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So where we left off was Sujin, Soyeon, and Minnie, and Shua, were on their way to break into the dungeons of heaven. Okay. And they had just stopped and Shua met uh, Yuta. Right. Mm-hmm. And we came to the conclusion, we weren't sure, but I said I knew what the necklace, whose necklace it was that he was wearing, mm. and it was Win-Win. Yes. Win-Win, who is trapped in the heaven dungeons. Mian, queen of heaven. Yes. We can't tell if she's good or bad because she keeps separating couples. Um, she yeah. has tons of nightmares. Yeah. And when we left off with her, she had just woken up from a really bad nightmare where she saw a snake who had the knowledge, apple, oh, whatever. Okay, okay. Um, and when she woke up, she was like, whoa, I always have nightmares, but this one it felt so real and it has been so much worse. And she was just doing her rounds. And then Yuna came up to her, who is a fledgling, all, almost, I think it was all the ITZY members are fledgling angels. Um. And Yuna's about to tell her, we don't know. We don't know if, it, if she's going to snitch on okay. what's been going on or if she isn't. Okay. All right. I'm sure once we start reading, things will come back to me a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, idols in this. Yeah. I remember Sunmi was like gossip queen. Yes. Um, uh, she was in heaven. <laughs> uh, yeah. Y'all, if y'all haven't heard like the other episodes, I totally recommend go listening to them because... Uh, one thing that I do remember is that this author's writing is insane. Mm-hmm. So well done. Um, That's why I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped to get back into this. I was thinking about this a few weeks ago, and I was mm-hmm. like, man, I missed this fic. Like, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what happens. Because we had... G-Idol is the main focus. Yeah. Um, ITZY, mm-hmm. Everglow. Yeah, there's um, some NCT in there. NCT, Sunmi. Yeah. There's a lot of crossover. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's just get right into it. Uh, so we're on chapter 22. This is, um, Soyeon, so her perspective. And there's a trigger warning, uh, of mentions of alcohol, blood, and fire. Ooh. Yeah. had a vial of liquid that seemed to change colors every time she looked at it at Soyeon. Drink this. Otherwise, you will not be able to cross the borders of hell into the land of Nod. Sujin took a tiny sip of her drink and made a face dropping the vial on the ground and watching it smash. This is disgusting. 
He didn't even bat an eyelash at her outburst. With a wave of his arm, the glass pieces stuck themselves back together and flew back into Sujin's hand, the liquid filling it once again. Don't waste my poison, saw Sujin. <laughs> Sujin's eyes were wide, staring at him as if he had grown a second hand. How did you... Just drink it, Soyeon ordered, tipping the contents of the vial into her mouth. The potion was cold and bitter, but she swallowed it down with ease. Where's the bad taste, Sujin was talking about. This tastes fine, Minnie wondered, quickly turning around when they heard the sound of glass shattering once again. Soyeon's eyes flew over to where Sujin was standing. Sujin was on the ground on her hands and knees, coughing and retching. Her empty vial lay next to her in broken pieces scattered on the ground. It burns, she choked out, clawing at her throat. Well, she is a higher demon. This is true. Minnie gasped and knelt to help her while Soyeon walked to stand next to Taeyong, who was silently watching. Your magic has improved. Taeyong inclined his head. I didn't spend many years down here doing nothing, John Soyeon. <laughs> so he still has the, the peculiar habit of addressing us by our full names, huh? He hasn't changed at all. When will you get out of this dirt maze? We haven't seen you in forever. He shook his head. When I said that I rejected your offer, I meant it. I chose this place for me to stay in for the rest of eternity, John Soyon. Soyon raised an eyebrow. Why? Do you want to keep Yuta company? That is not my main reason. Lee Taemin comes down every now and then. Besides, it <laughs> right. is peaceful down here. <laughs> <laughs> when we heard Taemin was a demon and we were like, yup, yeah, sounds yeah. right. <laughs> she forced a laugh. Peaceful, huh? They were silent for a while, watching Minnie try in vain to comfort Sujin, who was gagging and convulsing on the finely carpeted floor. Minnie screamed at Taeyong. What did you do to her? Make it stop! The potion allows you to pass into heaven. The land of Nod is full of misleading paths, and the heavenly blood that runs through your veins will lead you through the, tr through the true way to heaven. That doesn't explain anything! Save her, please! Minnie begged, rubbing Sujin's back soothingly as she coughed. The potion contains a small, concentrated amount of holy water. You were once one of heavens, and your body is resilient to it. So Sujin was not an angel at any point in time, so it is natural for her body to reject it, hence her reaction. If I were to make her well, Minnie... Oh. Minnie... You okay? Her la She's Thai, so mm -hmm. her, her last name... Oh, right, right, we yeah. went through this the last time. Yeah. Pretend I said her last name. She would not be able to accept the potion. Minnie looked at Taeyong with teary eyes. Is there really nothing you can do? Soyeon sighed. He already said no once. Just leave her. We'll get supplies and things we will need now. I won't leave her like this. Minnie shook her head. Abstinently. Abs wow, big word. Abstinently. <laughs> Fine. Fine. I will take John Soyeon. Do not move from this room. He turned on his heel and walked away, Soyeon leaving beside him. Skip. After they had taken what they would need for their journey, Taeyong and Soyeon sat opposite each other, Soyeon pouring a glass of alcohol for herself and taking a drink. Does Taemin come down here very frequently? She questioned. The sour yet sweet taste of wine, rinsing the bitter taste of the potion out of her mouth. Taeyong nodded. Ever so often. He often tells me news of the humans and the world above. He laughs harshly. The humans are getting bolder. Soyeon nodded, swirling the wine around in her glass. I'm surprised he doesn't visit more. You're the only one he really talks to. Besides, the demons who frequent the human world. Oh, wait, let me read that again. I'm surprised he doesn't visit more. You're one of the you're the only one he really talks to, besides the demons who frequent the human world. He doesn't have a choice. A thousand millennia pass, and the heavenly fire still burns through his veins. Interesting. Soyeon squeezed her eyes shut. She exhaled. 
It's been a very long time, but I still occasionally find myself wondering what would have happened if you didn't choose to act as irrationally as you did. Perhaps Taman would be able to reside in hell, and your lost limb could be restored. Speculating about the past never brings a useful outcome, John Soyon. Oh. Speculating about the past never brings a useful outcome. John Soyon? Yes? I would like you to remember that I don't have any regrets. Revenge always comes with a price, and I willingly paid it. We both did. True. Very, 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 very true. Yeah. Time skip. Taeyong left and returned with two demons awkwardly trailing behind him. We should be ready to go now, Soyeon declared. Where is Shua? I assume that Yuta took her somewhere. Soyeon stood up. I'll go get her. Don't go looking for her. He will bring her back. Stay where you are. But she had already left. Time skip again. Soyeon plunged headfirst into the maze of lavishly decorated rooms and corridors, relying on her sense of to navigate through it. She felt the slight tugging sensation in her chest that pulled her through doorways, leading her deeper and deeper into the maze. The sound of Taeyong's footsteps chasing after her became fainter, and soon all that was around her was silence. She ran through the last entrance and stopped. She had found Shuha. Time skip. Shuha knelt alone in a dark room surrounded by a silhouette of light in the shape of a person. She bowed her head, tears, silent tears falling from her face and onto the stone ground. After that, the light suddenly faded and the room was filled with darkness once again. Shua stood up and made her way to Soyeon, the pendant of a necklace that hung around her neck, glowing a bright white that hurt Soyeon's eyes to look at. What were you doing here? I was listening. She walked out of the room, leaving Soyeon alone in the dark, empty room. Soyeon stepped to follow her before noticing words inscribed on the walls in painstakingly neat handwriting. Her eyes quickly darted over them, reading the words that etched on the wall. This is my truth. This is the story from my point of view. Hmm? Okay, and then everything is in italics, so I guess this is a story, or like... Well, the inscribed Yeah, thing. what's written on here. Yeah. Once upon a time, there was an archangel. The archangel was the archangel of truth and spent his days in his station right outside the pearly gates of heaven, allowing no, other, no one other than guardian angels to and fro from the human realm to heaven. He often found the job mundane and boring compared to the other jobs the other angels had, and had yearned for and had yearned for years to be able to join the angels as guardians and visit the humans helping them become better people it wasn't lonely for many angels passed through every day a few of his friends liked to stop by the gates and chat with him for a little while but the thing that really kept him excited for each new day was another angel he had met while doing his job he had felt this strange feeling in his chest whenever the angel passed by one day the archangel decided to talk to the guardian angel this gesture sparked a deep relationship between the two. Before long, they realized the bond they had was not any regular bond. They felt that there was something special between them. Sparks flew when they were together, and although they hadn't known each other for a long time, they were inseparably close. They knew that they were different. All they wanted to do was be together. The few hours they had together each day was simply not enough for them. So when one proposed to the other that they run away together, the other agreed, and so they ran. But they got caught. A flame severed the ties between them, and one was cast off the edge of heaven. The gates that he once protected was closed to him forever. As he fell, he heard the lover promise to him that somehow he would find a way and meet him again. The promise kept the archangel going. The archangel landed on earth, barely breathing but alive. He was found by another, another with a similar fate as his. She took him to a place under the earth and soil, a place where he was finally welcome to stay in, a place where love was not a sin. 
he kept the promise in his heart and looked out to the sky each day in hopes of seeing his lover once again. He never did. When he finally lost hope, he banished himself to the loneliest part of hell where he tried as hard as he could to forget his lost love, the part of him he was forced to leave behind. He didn't succeed, but he tried. Fate's twisted humor chose him as the demon of deception, in return for all the angels he had deceived in order to run away with his lover. The archangel's name was Nakamoto Yuta. That's so sad. <laughs> That's the end of the chapter. So then... Wait. <laughs> so is this saying that the person who inscribed it was Yuta? Or maybe it was Shua? Because isn't she like... Wait, is Shua still an angel? Yes. Oh. But then what was she doing there with the bright light? Listening. Listening. So maybe listening to the inscription? Maybe. Like listening to something and then writing it down? <laughs> yeah. That that could be. Well, well yeah, because Yuta took her away to yeah. another room, but he wasn't in the room. Yeah. So maybe she heard What's the story, her, her thing again? then wrote it. She's mm. trying to get Minnie back to heaven. Yeah, no, but like, what's her angel thing? Like, I don't remember what her I angel know, thing I don't is. Remember what well, I think it is. Either. No, it's not light no. because Yuna was. Yeah. I don't remember, but that's my theory. All right, so we're going to move on to chapter 23. And this is in Minnie's point of view. And there's trigger warnings of fire, mentions of death, violence, and blood. I have a feeling that we're going to keep getting these trigger warnings now that we're deeper into this fic. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're leading up to some sort of battle. Yeah. Taeyong took off into the room that Soyeon ran into, his feet not making a sound on the heavily carpeted floors. Sujin stood quietly next to a small pile of bags, ignoring the fact that the only person who knew their way around this place had left them alone. They waited there for what felt like hours and the tension that was unfamiliar to them growing thicker and thicker. This is so awkward, Minnie thought. I should say something. Sujin probably had similar thoughts because she opened her mouth at the same time as Minnie did. I... Before they could say anything else, their heads turned to the sound of Shua striding quietly into the room. You're back, Minnie exclaimed happily, giving a bone-crushing hug. I missed you. Where were you? I was just exploring. There's nothing much to see down here, the angel responded airily, gently unwrapping Minnie's arms from around her. We've spent too long here. We should get going after Soyeon comes back. Yeah, we should, Minnie replied, a little taken aback by Shua's slightly cold demeanor. Shua was the kind of angel who cares deeply about everyone around her, especially her close friends. Her brushing off Minnie's question so easily made Minnie feel uneasy. I'm probably overreacting. She silently watched as Shua skipped over to examine the supplies Soyeon had gathered for their journey, acting like everything was fine. Why do I still feel so uneasy? Time skip. Let's go through the plan one more time before we leave, Soyeon ordered, singing a backpack over her shoulder. So, Sujin began, we head through the land of Nod, entering heaven. We head through the land of Nod, enter heaven, disguised, and spend a day at most in heaven. The sooner you leave heaven, the better, added Taeyong. Minnie continued, we bust Yuki out of the dungeons and escape through the land of Nod. I already have something planned to cover up Yuki's disappearance, smiled Shua, fiddling with a necklace around her neck that Minnie hadn't noticed before. They won't even realize that she's gone until it's too late. Remember not to engage with other angels or saints. We know... 
Remember not to engage with other angels or saints. We don't know who we can trust. So Yun reminded, okay, let's go. Taeyang stuck a, stuck a forward, <laughs> took a step forward, raising his arm. A part of the wall crumbled into dirt, revealing a pathway hidden from prying eyes. Follow me. The pathway led to a seemingly endless desert, stretching out as far as many could see. It was dark, the dim light coming from Shua's necklace shining brightly like a beacon. The entire desert was underground, many noticed, hidden from the face of God. Welcome to the land of wanderers. This is as far as I can take you. Taeyong inclined his head. I wish you luck on your journey. In that moment, his guarded expression softened, and many saw a look of longing cross briefly over his face. His eye patch that seemed intimidating now looked like a reminder of how broken the demon was, a ruined shell of a once perfectly made angel who defied the laws that governed all of heaven. Mm. Although she couldn't see what was left on one of his arms, she had a feeling that it was black and burnt like her wings and hands, like Soyeon's wings and hands. Her heart softened. Why don't you come with us? asked Minnie. We could use your help. Taeyong's face hardened once again. No chance, demon. Minnie felt hurt by his harsh reply. He turned on his heel to head down the path before turning his head to look back at her. I'm sorry. With that, he walked swiftly down, never turning back. And so the four of them ventured into the unknown. <laughs> the unknown. <laughs> Time skip. Are we just going to be walking through an empty desert for days? I thought you said the land of Nod was dangerous, complained Sujin, kicking up a plume of sand and settled down <laughs> almost immediately. They were walking in pairs, Shua and Soyeon near the front, Sujin with Minnie behind. Shua's necklace was the only source of light, but it glowed brighter than any fire. She convinced Soyeon to let her lead the way after claiming that she had, quote, a voice in my head telling me where to go, hmm. end quote. Shut up, Sujin, Minnie chastised. It is dangerous. This is probably just the beginning, but there's almost nothing on the land of Nod in the Library of Heaven, Minnie noted, trying to start a conversation. Are there any descriptions of it out there? Very few, actually. No one dares to travel through this godforsaken place, Soyeon muttered. According to an old book I found, there were ferocious beasts and monsters in this land who plagued the ones who dare to pass through. Just as Soyeon finished speaking, a loud feral screech filled their ears. Looks like we're meeting the first one, Sujin laughed gleefully, unsheathing a dagger and leaping into battle. Shua ran for cover behind Minnie as the beast flew towards them, its shrill screams sending chills down her spine. The monster, called a griffin, was almost five times the size of a human being and had huge wings that resembled the wings of an eagle. Its body was that of a lion and had claws sharp enough to rip a human to shreds. It was hideous compared to the mist the humans had once come up with. Its fit. Its features nowhere as grand as they had described it. It was a monster built for killing, and its behavior mirrored that cause. Minnie watched as Sujin took off into the air towards the griffin, halting its advance towards them. She used her smaller size and agility to keep the advantage. She circled the monster, landing on its back and digging the blade hilt deep into its flesh. The griffin howled trying in vain to claw the higher demon who had pulled the dagger out and sheathed it before leaping back into the air. Minnie knelt, reaching for the knives safely strapped to her calf. Squinting at the beast, she aimed and threw the blade... She aimed and threw blade after blade at the moving body of the monster, careful to avoid the two demons attacking it from both sides. 
Soyan had surrounded herself with a flickering red energy and was firing focused spheres of energy at the beast from the ground a few meters away from Minnie. The spears exploded when they came in contact with the griffin, slowly forcing the beast to stay on the ground by aiming at its wings. The griffin finally gave up, turning around and limping away in the direction it came from, with blood dripping from various wounds littered across its body. Sujin landed on the ground next to Minnie after it was clear that the griffin wasn't going to bother them anymore, and started bouncing with excitement. That was fun! We should do that more often. <laughs> F- fun That was terrifying! Shua squeaked, finally emerging from behind Minnie. It wasn't even that scary. Jeez. Stop it, you two, Minnie sighed. We should get going. I agree, remarked Soyeon. I know we can take that... I know we can take the beasts, but you definitely will run out of energy, especially Sujin. Let's keep going. They ventured deeper into the desert, blissfully unaware of the eyes that were watching over their journey, waiting to strike. Ooh. All right, chapter 24, Sujin. And this is just a twig tw- tw- a warning. A warning. <laughs> this is just... <laughs> Uh, twiggle one <laughs> so good it's just as a trigger warning for mentions of fire mm-hmm. i'll take first watch sujin's eyes were full of fire adrenaline still coursing through her veins from the earlier fights as she challenged the others to object they didn't <laughs> sujin i'll take the first watch <laughs> dare dare to fight me on the first watch <laughs> i wanna know no. Sujin watched as they laid down to rest, unmoving, until she was sure that their breaths were deep and their eyes were shut. Once she was sure, she scooted a little way away from the sleeping group, pulling out a stub of a pencil and a worn leather-bound book, and began to write. Dear Diary, there are no days down here, just sand and monsters and darkness. I saw some bones earlier that kind of looked like a human's, probably the remnant of some demon. It's weird here. Now that I think about it, everything about these few days has been so weird. Why was I the one to Oh. Why was I the one to see Mini fall? Why was I the one to get Shua? And why did I even do it? She's an angel for goodness sakes. I'm not even supposed to communicate with them. Why am I even here on this team traveling with them? What's keeping me here? They don't owe me anything. I could go back whenever I want to. So why haven't I left? Are these warm tingles in my heart care? Love? <laughs> I care for Mini, I think. And since I care for Minnie, I care for Shua, too. Care after care is love. Oh, wait. Care after care is love. Will this care sprout into the mess that is Donghyuk's situation? Would it force me to become a fool who cares about nothing but love? I don't want to be weak. If love makes me weak, I would gladly get rid of all its traces in my heart. I don't need love in my life. I don't want to be weak. Always questioning, so Sujin. What are you doing? Sujin snapped her book shut, her wings rising in alarm and almost knocking Shua to the ground. Relax, it's just me. The demon hid the small book in her arm. None of your business, angel. (laughs) Shua raised her arms in mock surrender, settling down on the sand next to Sujin while keeping a respectful gap between them. Two girls sitting in the (laughs) sand. The silence grew heavy and awkward, Sujin unwilling to start a conversation and Shua not wanting to talk first. The demon amused herself by flipping through the older pages of her journal, reading the, her past entries and stopping at the page she had filled only a short while ago with her cramped, hand, with her cramped handwriting. Donghyuk was an angel, she remembered, and she's an angel. 
Could she know something about him that I don't? With that thought in mind, she broke the stillness with the sound of her voice. Hey, Angel, do you recognize the name Lee Dong-hyuk? A frown crossed her face. She shook her head. Not that I know of. Oh. Why do you ask? The asked the angel, turning her head for the first time to address the demon properly. Sujin shrugged. He's a demon that I know quite well. He was sent down for the same reason as Minnie. I see. Shua sat in contemplation for a moment before she spoke again. Are there a lot of angels who became demons from falling in love? Not a lot. I knew an angel who had a similar fate, Shua muttered. His name was Hechan. He was the angel of happiness, I think. Happiness doesn't sound like a trait Dunghyuk has, but go on. <laughs> Shua shot at her a glare before continuing. He was an archangel. Angels who are of importance and power become archangels, a group second only to the queen. Some of them work alone, while others pair up, and Hechan worked alongside the archangel of good fortune, Mark. Sujin raised her eyebrows. Let me guess, they fell in love. Shua laughed. It wasn't so straightforward. They were the best of friends ever since their creation, and their destinies were woven together, according to the elders. Happiness and good fortune go hand in hand, after all. And so then why wouldn't you think they'd fall in love? Right? And when they were side by side, their power was so great that the humans flourished and everyone was content. That is, until they found out that they were, you know, did someone tell on them? To be honest, I don't know. No one knows, really. One day, Hei-chan just disappeared. Mark was devastated. Sujin yawned. Sucks to be him. <laughs> yeah, Shua continued in a soft, much quieter tone. I don't really understand love. How it makes them so sad. How it makes them do stupid things. Me neither. I don't get it at all. There's nothing against falling in love in hell, right? Sujin shook her head. What makes heaven better than hell? Isn't hell better then? The demon was silent. She thought of Minnie. She thought of the ensemble of demons she had met and the devils that roamed the halls. I don't think it's a question of better or worse. Hell seems fun and free, but only the broken ones make it to hell. There's a reason why there aren't couples in hell and why there are so many in heaven. Even though there are no rules against it, in hell there is no love. Sujin cleared her throat before changing the topic. Whew, what are you going to do after we bust Minnie's girlfriend out anyway? Stay behind? Shua bit her lip. I don't know yet. Something tells me things won't go back to how they were before. Sujin shrugged. You're probably right. I'll take watch. You get some sleep. Take watch? You? You'll probably get eaten alive, laughed Sujin, but she headed back to the others anyway, looking back at the figure of an angel sitting alone in the darkness, the light from her necklace illuminating her feathers. From this point of view, she looked powerful, as if she was one with fame and glory. Sujin closed her eyes. Sujin found herself in a forest, thick and lush and teeming with colorful plants. The world was fuzzy around the edges, carrying a strange, dreamlike quality that tinted her vision pink, and she could barely register everything surrounding her as her feet moved across the ground quicker than they had ever ran before, tugged forward like a puppet. The trees opened up into a clearing. A small river ran through it, and she saw beautiful glowing plants blossoming in front of her. In the middle of the clearing, there was a tree. The tree was slightly smaller than all the others. It looked dull and boring compared to the other plants surrounding it, its leaves a plain shade of green. A few fruits hung off its branches, and the fruits juicy and deliciously ripe. No animal dared to come close to the tree. That should have served as a warning to Sujin, but she didn't care. 
striding forward right up to its branches. She almost ripped a fruit right off its branches, but a sudden movement caught her eye. A girl suddenly appeared on the branch in front of her, reclining lazily on the wood that shouldn't have been able to support her weight, but somehow did. Her eyes were redder than blood, shining strangely in the dim sunlight, and her lips were curved in a disarming smile that decorated her cat-like face. Cat-like face? Interesting. <laughs> she nodded at the fruit in Sujin's hands. Words whispered in Sujin's ears despite her mouth not making any movement. Take a bite, demon. The vote coat. The vote coat. <laughs> the voice coaxed. <laughs> Take a bite and all your deepest desires will come true. Want to see? Images appeared before her eyes. Sujin hurling a sword at a ruby the size of an egg and watching it shatter. Sujin with a crown of silver and gold sitting on her black hair, her clothes made of white feathers, flames licking the walls around her as she took her place on a throne of skulls and bones. Whatever this is, this isn't what I want, Sujin thought. These pictures aren't what I want. The fruit fell from her hand, rolling away on the dry, barren dirt. Wasn't the ground covered in grass? She looked up again, meeting the mysterious girl's unblinking gaze. Her smile was gone, and a steely stare appeared in the replacement. Fine, then. The voice took on a hint of sneer. Turn down my gift. You will regret this. The girl turned away, and the ground split, a chasm opening at her feet. Before she could react, she was engulfed in darkness. And that's the end of that chapter. Wow. <laughs> that's so weird, because when it started, it was very Garden of Eden. Yeah. And then a girl with a cat-like face. Yeah, I was like, cat-like face? Threw me off. Because I was like, oh, red eyes, it's going to be the snake again. Yeah. But no. Also, when she started to explain the things that Sujin wanted, I was like, Sujin doesn't want this. She already has what she wants in hell. Like, there has been no point where Sujin has been like, I'm missing something. Yeah. Other than her writing in her diary being like, is this what love is? And that was just questioning. Yeah, not even want. Mm -hmm. Just wondering. Wondering, yeah. Just crazy. I also think it's fun that she was writing in a diary. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hire demon, writing in a diary. I know. <laughs> wow. I'm so happy to be reading this again. I know. It's nice. Yeah. It's 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 so good. Yeah, especially because this <laughs> author like really knows what they're talking about mm-hmm. because they've mentioned before in conversation that they're really, really into like theology and like mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. So it's so cool to see that translate into their writing. Yeah, very cohesive. Mm-hmm. So today we read 22, 23, 24, and there is also a chapter 25 and 26 already up, so that'll be next week's episode. Yeah. While we're taking the time to read this, those of you that are listening, um, if there's like a specific group or something that you want us to read from, don't hesitate to message us so that Like, we can take the time to find authors Mm -hmm. while we're reading this. Um, Yeah. So, we didn't do any K-pop news at the top. Um, I will say the one thing that happened today is that we both dropped major cash. Yeah. (laughs) For BTS's uh, Rolling Stone. We got the special edition box. Set. Yeah. So, it's eight magazines. Yeah. Which, actually, when I told my uh, manager... She was like, oh, well, Rolling Stone is usually like 15-ish bucks a magazine anyway, so it's actually a good deal. And I was like, thank you for uh, humoring me. Yeah, I (laughs) know. I felt this was justified in general because 
I've personally never taken the time to buy like the magazines and mm. stuff, even though I want to. And with this being a special edition one, like um, aside from the group cover, each member has a solo cover. Which that's not something Rolling Stone really does. Yeah, and those aren't going to be available like to the public. Like that's what the special edition is. So I was like, honestly, this is like an opportunity that I mm-hmm. got to take. It's a like, great collector's item. Yeah. So, Our dad encouraged us. Yes. I, <laughs> I, I texted him my order confirmation and I was like, don't tell mom. also this is old news we didn't uh upload last week because we just had like a really off week yeah (laughs) gonna be honest it was busy um but i don't remember if this was last week or the week prior after we recorded where there was that whole news about an nct hollywood uh, (laughs) and i just want to say i've said it before that I feel like SM needs to do a... It's SM, right? Yeah. SM needs to do a better job with their boy groups in general right now. I think they're stretching themselves, like, way too thin. And the concepts are getting, like... They're the same for everyone. Yeah. Um. So I don't think that they need to add more to that. I really don't. I think they're... <laughs> like, I'm not an NCT stan mm-hmm. um, in the slightest. But I will say it is a really intriguing concept having yeah. the... Um, the wavy and then NCT one two seven NCT Dream and all that it is really interesting. So I feel like he should just Lee Suman mm-hmm. should just spend more time focusing on that. Yeah, because you may think you're expanding more, but you're really not. Like you have you're just enough, stretching too thin. Yeah, you have enough to expand with. Mm-hmm. So focus on that. And I don't know if the idea just came from wanting to break into the American general public like a little bit more. Yeah. But to be honest, they're not ready for it. Like the people who don't listen to K-pop regularly, the actual general public of America are already trying to deal with the fact that all these groups are starting to come into more focus here. They're not ready for like one that was started here. Yeah, definitely not. (laughs) I don't think. I I feel like it's, it's still a while until something like that can happen. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't think it would go over well, like truly. (laughs) I think it would just be like, Oh, you get the same K-pop stands, like excited. Mm -hmm. The people who are NCT fans, well, actually, I feel like I saw a lot of them being like, this is not what we yeah, want. Yeah, a lot of people were making <laughs> jokes about, like, imagine pulling out a John photo card. Mm-hmm. And, like, <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, it, it, <laughs> that's just my two cents on it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Or our two cents on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, also, I saw that um, Aespa mm-hmm. is supposed to be having a comeback soon. Already? It wasn't yeah black mamba was alive oh yeah i'm confused never mind oh yeah and i'm just it kind of made me a little angry because where's red velvet yeah um, where are they where are they <laughs> yeah so <laughs> um no no hate to the acefa girls at all i just where is red velvet mm-hmm. it's summertime like <laughs> yeah this is like the time yeah um mamamoo dropped a picture today mm. saying mamamoo's coming back for mm. you which i have the chills <laughs> um butter is on the horizon we yes it is pictures today mm-hmm. you know what else is on the horizon because butter's on the horizon my birthday <laughs> her birthday y'all may 20 turn in 25 oh yeah 
Um, oh yeah, TXT is also having to come back soon. True, which, true. Did you see the trailer? I have not. Oh my gosh, I can't. But there's like it. yeah, so I there's a lot of comebacks coming up that I'm yeah. very excited about, and yeah. I hope y'all are excited about them. Me too. But um, yeah, with that, thank you. F- uh, that's the end of this episode. Uh, please make sure to live if you. <laughs> That's the end of this episode. If you like this podcast, please don't hesitate to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any other listening service that allows you to do so. And if you'd like to catch us in between episodes, you can follow us at K-Pop Pillow Talk, all one word, all lowercase, on both Instagram and Twitter. And with that, thanks for listening to another episode of K-Pop Pillow Talk. I'm Millie. I'm Tang. Bora. Hey. Yeah. <laughs>